really got to try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Cheers and welcome, welcome once again to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, amazing interviews, and so much more, all about the wild, the wild and wide world of rugby. So, as you've undoubtedly surmised by now, this is not your regular weekly episode, but is in fact yet another bonus episode. This time, featuring the triumphant return of your friend of mine, the mastermind and prime mover behind the Jacks Rangers show the single best Free Jacks fan pod on the planet and winner of the Mr. Carolina Waterfall 2022 contest. The one, the only Mr. Phil Harris. Phil, in my mind, I've gone to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you feel the moon shining? <laughs> Ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Yes, I'm going to Carolina in my mind. Phil, buddy, how the heck are you? Man, that is one hell of an intro, David. Uh, just you know, take just a round of applause right there. That was fantastic. That was so good. Uh, technically, I didn't man. write that. That was Mr. James Taylor. Uh, sure, of course, sure. James Prior Taylor, born, to in, that. born yeah. in Boston. You yes. know, moved to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, when he was only right. three. So, yeah. do y'all, you know, still lay claim to him, or can we have him at this stage? I mean, I th- uh, he's a huge Boston Red Sox fan, so I think it's kind of 50-50. He's one of those hybrids, kind of similar to me. You know, I'm a New England guy. But I'm born and raised in the Carolinas. So me and James Taylor, who knew? I mean, I, I never thought I would compare the two, but there it is. I know. I think he's your spirit animal. Love that. Love that. I think we have the same hairline, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! Although I doubt he ever dared the levels of uh, amazingness you've taught your own hair to do. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the hair is buzzed down, of course. There's no longer a Carolina waterfall. I truly miss it, um, uh, but I don't miss the weird looks that you get, like from New Englanders, like, what is happening here? You know, I'll just be going through the grocery store, and I always wear a hat, um, but it, when I had the mullet, that when I had the Carolina waterfall, I didn't wear a hat. I just let it flow, and then people look at you like you're an absolute looney tune. It's pretty wild. <laughs> what New Englanders being judgmental? That that doesn't clock. No, right, no yeah. way. No, no, they're oh, not wait. smug at all. These the no, people around no. here. No, no, no. Oh wait. <laughs> so the for the sake of my listeners, Phil and I are founding members of the New England mm-hmm. Free Jacks and season ticket holders who have been there quite literally from the very beginning. That's Phil, right. as we record this, we're one month away from the kickoff of Major League Rugby 2023 on a scale of one to whatever. How excited are you right now? Extremely. I mean, it's what I think about in my free time when I'm not working or hanging out with my my friends or family. Like it, 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 it consumes me, David. Like, you know, I do the podcast, the Jacks Rangers show, and it, it really we were talking about this before we started hitting uh, rec- the record button is that I spend so much time on it, but it doesn't feel like a chore at all. Um, right. I'm super excited. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen because as we talked about, it is talking season right now. And I'm leaving yep. the G off of that on purpose. As the great Steve Spurrier said, the head ball coach at the University of South Carolina back in the day, the most winningest oh coach in Carolina history. Uh, it's Steve talking Spurrier. season right now. Yeah. The the, Steve, the greatest that, of all time. That's a Steve Spurrier thing? Oh, my it gosh. Is. I haven't yeah, heard that name in so long. Season. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he, 
he he coined that when he like he would have media days, you know, out on the practice field prior to like the spring ball game, and you know because the actual games hadn't begun, it was going to be quite a while before they started. He would just yeah. call it talking season because that's all what they were doing was just talking to reporters. Wow, yeah, pretty cool, huh? Are you a Steve Spurrier fan? I'm I'm the biggest Steve Spurrier fan. Like that guy, wow. you know. Obviously, his, I, his... I have to say, I, I I forgot about him. That I completely lost track of him. I think it's because I broke up at the NFL, but sure. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, you know, his legacy will always be remembered as, you know, a Heisman trophy winner at Florida, won a national wow. championship as a coach at Florida, but he really elevated the South Carolina program from a, t- a team that is like mediocre is like a, a really good year for us. If we go like, you know, uh, you know, eight and five, that's an excellent year for Carolina, but he was like, why can't, why not us here at Carolina? So he really elevated that program tremendously. The winningest coach in Carolina history. Oh, was that FSU? Was he the coach of F- FSU? No, no, no. Or was it just, just Florida. Just uh, the Florida okay, Gators. Okay, okay, Yes. The Gators. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was not Aaron Hernandez's team. Uh, yes, it was. Same team. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, UF. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. uh, that's another story entirely. That was uh, after <laughs> Steve Spurrier had left. That was Urban Meyer. That was under Urban okay. Meyer's watch. Yeah. That, that somehow makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow, that was a tangent. We just went off on some wild. <laughs> but I, again, my listeners. I haven't heard the name Steve Spurrier in so long. I couldn't help it. My listeners would be like, oh, here's Phil again, bringing in Carolina into a <laughs> rugby podcast. Yeah, My fault. Sure. I'll take That's it. Right. I'll take That's it. Right. <laughs> so last year, the MLR season started, or for us at least, it started a couple of weeks earlier than it's going to this year. Yep. Good move backing it up a couple of weeks. What do you think? I don't hate it. You know, I don't hate it at all. Like I, I would rather have it now than have to wait a, a couple more weeks before it to get started again. Yeah. Um, and I think they're, they're not shying away from these cold weather teams actually having home games um, early in the season, which I like, I mean, listen, I know that it might hurt ticket sales a little bit, but in those cold weather places, these people are used to going out into the cold and watching sporting events. Uh, but normally it's like the NFL playoffs, right? So there's much more on the line. There's all that tradition there, you know, a hundred and whatever years of the NFL that has existed at this point. So um, I'm sure that they're a little nervous about that, but I'm super excited. I want to see cold weather uh, environments having a, you know, a positive impact on a game and having almost an advantage for those cold weather teams. Um, I think that's, I wish we had gotten LA. If LA still existed, we always had to play there, you know, early in the season. I wish they would have came to us and, and have to yeah. endure the torture. Uh, that, that was is early season hiccup yeah. last year. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, because of the way the schedules worked. So, um, you know, last season we didn't have our first home game until week five. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was March 12th. This year, we're back at Fort Quincy in week three, mm-hmm. which ends up being only one day off because of the moved start of the season from last year. So it's going to be March 11th, literally one day apart. Hmm. Give us your way too early weather predictions for our it's first gonna picture be, against uh, the team from D.C. Sure, absolutely. It's going to be cold. It's going to be dreary. And it's going to last you the rest of your life. <laughs> that is a quote from, I didn't, I don't think I nailed the quote, but that is from uh, Groundhog Day. I love that movie. But yeah, I think it's going to be a blizzard. I wouldn't put it past, you know, just some sort of epic blizzard. Like the, what is it, blizzard of 78 that people talk about? Yeah, let's just get like three feet of snow and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, listeners, I, I, I just hinted at one of my favorite things on the Jacks, uh, the Jacks Rangers show 
which is the ongoing way too early predictions mm. segment. So mm -hmm. I was recently on for that very thing. We got yes. in our thoughts about what the Free Jacks record was going to be this year. Phil, your prediction was 12 and 4, a very respectable outcome indeed. Mm -hmm. Our nemesis last year, of course, was the New Jersey what will they be called next year's. Mm -hmm. But they aren't on the on your list for losses you see coming this season. What has changed for you this offseason that tells you we can get a sweep of New Jersey this time around? Am I allowed to cuss on here? Yes. <laughs> I'm just pissed I off. I kind of expect it when I get Phil on, so I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm just pissed off. Like, with what happened last year, and, 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 you know, I said it a month prior to that the nightmare scenario would be that the Free Jacks would lose to, in the playoffs to our uh, New Jersey uh, Brett, our cousins, you know, uh, our ugh. hated – yeah, exactly. Ugh. The New Jersey ugh. Um, and that's exactly what happened. So, ultimately, I think when I'm looking up and down – the um the fixture list here and i'm seeing that logo that they continue to change over and over and over again the new york soulless team i just want us to beat them and i think in terms of do i think that they got better maybe a little bit i don't think they've gotten as better as good as we have with our acquisitions mm. um i think it will be a situation where our team better be uh have you know revenge on their their minds and anger in their hearts so hopefully that will propel us i mean uh let their lesser motivation factors have won games before uh in rugby so i think that for it's those true. reasons we are going to stomp on their heads so speaking of the ops uh, of the off season it's yes. been a very busy one for us this year yes i, I want to look at some of our new players mm -hmm. in a minute but for you what are some non-player related changes that got you excited over the last several months? There's been many changes afoot at Free Jacks mm -hmm. HQ. And yeah. uh, what are some of the things that don't have to do with our actual players that have gotten you excited? Oh, man, I think this is an easy one because you and I, uh, with the graciousness of TK and the Free Jacks, let us come down and, and view the renovations that have taken place uh, there at the uh, the old Granite Trust building there in Quincy, Massachusetts, an iconic looking building for sure. Um, what they have done is it's pretty impressive. Uh, I think what they have built there and renovations that they've created with all of the analysis room and TK's office and the gym that they've got set up there is is practically world class. I mean, I, you don't want to throw that term around, you know, just easily because rugby is a global game and, and there's a lot of great professional clubs out there. But if you ask the coaches that have been around these setups previously, they will yep. tell you that they're on par with some of the best rugby clubs in the world. So I think that is extremely exciting. You know, you've got pretty much just a one-stop shop with the training right there at the uh, the headquarters, the Mint, right? Um, they can go to the field and practice right down the road. I mean, it's like a, you know, a 10-minute walk at most, right? Easily. And then they, if they, if it's too cold, they can go down the road to Weymouth uh, at those bubbles and practice there. So, you know, it, it is, it's everything that you would want in a pretty small area there, especially talking about the Quincy uh, facilities. It's a one-stop shop. And I think that that really, truly helps. If we want to talk about the 1%, uh, the fine margins of a victory and a loss, I mean, you have mm. to factor that kind of stuff in uh, with, with oh, the Free Jacks having this one. I mean, I, the only thing that they don't have is just like maybe like um, 
Um, cause I know that they have above there, they have like a, a player lounge, which is awesome. They don't have like, um, an own staff, like cook or something like that. Maybe that happens next year where they can just eat their meals there as well. I think that would be awesome. Don't you feel like TK is just going to start doing that? He's gonna like, <laughs> I can see TK flipping some omelets, you know, or some pancakes yeah, yeah. off in a keep corner adding somewhere. Stuff to his job description. Love that. <laughs> I mean, he's practically done it all at the Free Jacks anyway. He's been an intern, you know, strength and conditioning guy, analyst. Exactly. I mean, done it all. And once Ollie left, you know, <laughs> there's like 72,000 voids to fill. That's right. Yeah. That guy was, uh, you know, just an amazing asset to the Free Jacks. Best of luck to him uh, at, with his new job, but he's, he's going to be missed for sure. So there is quite a list of players who haven't come back this year, including, mm. you know, the most obvious one, Mr. Bodie Mwaka, yes. who you just spoke to recently, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, there have been rumors lately that he might actually return in yeah. the not too distant future. Yeah. But the question I haven't heard, uh, you know, answered or addressed is how would that work given the strict salary cap in the MLR? Phil, you personally, what do you believe are the odds that we're going to see Bodine Waka suiting up for the Free Jacks again? I think it will happen. If we're talking about 23, I think it's less likely to happen. I say 24 hmm. is much more of a pro uh, possibility. Here's the thing. I don't, we don't know specifically. We don't know if what's happening in Bodine's mind or what is going on behind the scenes per se with what the Free Jacks and their conversations that they've had with Bodine. I think that that's, uh, that, that, lifeline is always out there you know if he needs to jump on if he needs that uh that lifesaver if you will tk will toss it to him uh for sure um here's what i think right and this is based on what we've seen on my own show yes, um you know Bodine Waka was a guy that really wasn't paying too much attention to what the Jacks Ranger show was doing last season. Perfectly fine. Not a lot of guys get the show. You know, it really is just a bunch of nerds talking about rugby for the most part, right? This so <laughs> geeks that love the free Jacks. That's what we do, right? That's what we talk about. So not a lot of players are into that. Sure. It is what it is. He was one of those guys. Perfectly fine. But mm. Here's the thing, David, like this season, since he's been over there at the Steelers, I've noticed that Bodine's been watching our stuff and liking our things yep. that we post. And I'm just like, huh, interesting. So I did reach out to him, you know, in the month of January, because we had like an open slate of um, interviews. And I've done this previously in, in last year, maybe even before that, I would ask every once in a while if he wanted to come on the show. No response. Again, don't blame him. No big deal. Not a problem. Uh, this time he responded. I had the same thing and I was like, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Sure. It is what it is. Um, he immediately responded and said, yes, I'll do it. And I was like, what? <laughs> so he comes on the show. He's just, you know, a joy to interview, a big smile on his face, loved talking about the free jacks. And I was just like, oh, this is interesting. So I think, and this is just me talking. It's not Bodine talking at all. I think he misses being the dude. Right. Because at the Free Jacks, he's the dude. He's the guy. Um, I think he misses the fans love that they had with him. The fans absolutely fell in love with Bodine Walker last year and his performances oh, okay. on the pitch and the love that he had for the fans. Um, and to see him go like that, I think I hurt a lot of people's feelings. It, it broke a lot of hearts around New England. But I think there's this possibility that he will return. I don't know if it's going to be 23. I'd say maybe. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, predictions, maybe 40%, but in 2024, I think that is much, much higher. He's such a cool guy too. I, I only, I, yeah. I think I've had one chance to talk to him just in person and 
he's so quiet, but then you ask him something and the thing that comes out of his mouth, you just didn't expect it. He's right. incredibly funny. Yes. He's incredibly insightful. And he just nails you with something and you're like, whoa, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> no, you know, he's very soft-spoken to a certain extent and he seems kind of a little shy and stuff like that. But then he will throw out a zinger like he did a couple right. of times on our interview. And I'm just like, this guy is awesome. He's super savvy. And you would not guess that just based on his normal walking around personality, but he's 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 really incredible, and I I, I was just over the new, the moon with how um, happy he was to be interviewed by us. It was just awesome. So of course, you and I and all of us Free Jacks fans, we threw our little pity party when mm-hmm. we learned that Bodine was leaving. Yeah. But above above all, you know, this is a team sport, and there were many other people who contributed to our overall success last season. Um, highlight for us two or three players who have also left the Free Jacks. Oh man! But whose impact or contributions to the organization, you know, may have been overlooked a little bit, maybe underestimated. Uh, in terms of performance, I'll, 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 you know, just mention that on the field. I think uh, Terrell Peta is is a guy that has a bright, bright future ahead of him if he continues to, con- you know, play rugby at the level that he has. I think he will continue to develop. A lot of the things that we forget about as as uh, Free Jacks fans or just rugby fans in general is the youth on some of these players. Uh, they still have, you know, time to develop and get better at their craft. And, and Terrell Peta is one of those guys that I think. We haven't seen the best of him uh, in a rugby uniform, and it's a shame that he's not returning, but I completely understand the circumstances where he would want to be closer to home uh, than come, you know, thousands of miles away um, back to the Free Jacks. And maybe he'll return in the future. I would absolutely love that. One of the best sure. personalities. He, he, he's yeah. had some personal difficulties that, you know, exactly. we're not even going to talk about. Right. Here, sure. Like, because I can't even imagine. I, I can't even imagine either. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a tragic situation. And I just hope that he finds the peace, uh, uh, you know, being around his family and closer to home and stuff like that. Um, so I completely understand the decision, but he will be missed for sure. He's one of those guys that really appreciate what we do um, in trying to get the word out and spread the the gospel of rugby here in the United States. Um you know, so he will be, you know, sorely missed for sure. Another guy that I think of is Slade uh, McDowell. Um, and oh, I almost said Slade, Slade Wilson oh. because I always make that mistake. But yeah, Slade um, <laughs> at this point probably will not be returning. I mean, it's possible that he could get. To, here's the thing is like, you know, when you when you look into this a little bit deeper, there's a lot of these guys that like it's not a closed door situation. The door is still open for them to return. And, and you know, there's a certain Especially point for NPC guys when the, yes. the schedules are right next to each other. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So if they don't get super rugby contracts, there's the possibility that they could return during season. Um, you know, if there's an injury or something like that, they they might find themselves back at the free jacks. Slade is one of those guys that was just an impact player on the pitch for sure. Like he scored a couple tries. I remember um, and I'm trying and I'm blanking on the game. It may have been against Atlanta. I think it was. It was a pretty close game, a night game, Friday the 13th at Fort Quincy. I mean, what's, it was a better scenario than that. But I think he yes. had the winning try uh, in that game, and he just bursted like a bat out of hell and scored that try. It was fantastic. I remember that. I think I remember yeah. the celebration more yes. than the try. Yeah. Oh, my but, gosh. 
Yep. So he's one of those guys, you know, a huge impact in those loose forward areas that I'm thinking of as well, that he will be missed. But, you know, again, we're bringing in a lot of guys. So, you know, doors close, maybe they're open, but the guy hasn't walked through, but there's other guys coming in through another door. And that's something to be excited about as well. I mean, we want to have those core retentions and I think we do have them on the free jacks, but it's also kind of fun to get to know the new guys, right? And yep. the possibility because hope springs eternal in the off season. We're still technically in the off season at this point. So there, there's a lot of uh, awesome new faces and stuff to be excited about. Well, I think, Phil, you and I feel the same way, which is to any and all departing players, you know, we will always consider you to be free jacks and, mm, you know, mm-hmm. welcome back anytime. What's Absolutely. a free jack? Always a free jack, right? That's right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. But of course, we've also had a raft of newest uh, of new signings. In fact, I think there's still more announcement announcements coming uh are we pretty set or are, are there a couple more i think there could be a couple more that haven't been officially announced by the free jacks now there was one specifically and the free jacks themselves have not announced it even though there's been posts all over the place i think i retweeted a, uh, one but they specifically have not announced it so i'm not going to specifically talk about them on here but i know for sure that there's a guy that's on the website that has yet to be officially announced by the free jacks which is a little strange but um I, is his name Keanu by any chance? Um, he actually was announced, but you're okay. on the right track. Same country. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but well, we're uh, going to get to that for sure. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I think there's a couple more guys that have yet to be announced by the Free Jacks that, uh, that, that are probably in Quincy right now that uh, we're just unaware of who they are specifically. Well, you, you've kind of alluded to it for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was a great segue. Uh, I'm very pleased to announce the Free Jacks have officially updated their official website mm-hmm. and even taken all new photos of yes. the players, which is yes. kind of cool. Um, there are a lot of new name names in the squad, mm-hmm. including a large number of large Canadians. Yes. I, I think it was you who coined the phrase Canada South. I believe it was. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a bit about some of those signings and what you think it means for this team? You know, we've got so many Canadians. We're even getting Australians who qualify to play for Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about it. How about it? Um, so uh, <laughs> um, I think there's a real possibility at some point this year, maybe not the first game, maybe not the second, but at some point we will see an entire tight five of Canadians. And that's kind of exciting to the extent that all of these guys are internationals that have played for Canada in you know previous years or most recently, uh, maybe in the European tour that they had. Um you know, that continuity that exists between them is very strong. And I think that is just positive for the free jacks, right? So, you know, you bring in some of these new guys in, but they're not really new to each other because they've either played with the Toronto Arrows before, or they've been in the same national team setup with Canada before. So I think with with bringing in new guys, there's always that concern that maybe they don't gel, that the, the chemistry could be off. Um, maybe they just don't like it, uh, their new teammates, whatever. All of those possibilities kind of go well, out the, the window. If, if they don't gel, they'll just say, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but with, with with what we're bringing in with this Canadian contingent, if you will, uh, for Canada South, I, I think you have 
you have to feel good about it. Um, as an American, my thing has always been, and we talked about this in our group chat with the Outriders initially when all of these guys started coming in. I said, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. As long as USA Rugby continues to beat Canada in 15s, I don't give a damn what you know that they come here and they represent us i will even say that we're canada south i will chug maple syrup i don't give a damn i just want our team to win that's all that matters <laughs> so of course there are a ton of other new names on the roster for this year many of whom yes you know frankly it's hard to know just too much about i'm like right. one of six americans who religiously follows the npc in new zealand <laughs> but even so i would be hard pressed to to bring insights to you on a player like you know joel hints right. from hawks bay yes who are some of the players that you're excited about that aren't from canada even okay. if they remain you know a bit of a question mark for you yeah man uh, i think there's two names that really st uh, stand out for me that aren't canadian that are new uh, signings for the free jacks one of them is mitch jacobson the brother of uh, Luke Jacobson, who happens to be an All Blacks, um, I think he has like five or six uh, U.S. Uh, excuse me, Chiefs um, Super Rugby caps, and they don't just give those away, David. Like you and I are not never going to get a Super Rugby cap. Like it's just not. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I mean, I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm wearing a cap right now, but it just happens to be free jacks, and they didn't give this to me because I played. Um, so I, you know, he's a guy that's has been at Waikato for it seems like six or seven years. So to play at that level, also, by the way, the captain of the team, right? So this is a guy that won a world championship in under 20s for um, New Zealand. Um, That's so at the, yeah, at the age grade level. So he's a legit rugby player and he's a great replacement for the guys that we've lost like Slade McDowell, who won't be returning currently for the free Jack. So he can just slot in right there in that flanker role. And you don't, you're not concerned because this guy has practically seen everything that you want would you know, possibly see on a rugby pitch. He's lived it. He's done it. Another guy that I think of when, when we're kind of talking about that yeah. is Jason Potras. Yes. Huge. I mean, I'm going to get to him soon, actually. Okay. Too. Okay. Uh, I've got more on him for you. Sure. All right. But he was my, my other name. I mean, you want to talk about humongous clown shoes that he has to fill with Bodie Waka's <laughs> absence. It's not a role that I would ever want to have, like following oh, no. a true living legend of free Jack's lore, but he has that type of responsibility and he embraces it. This guy's not clueless, right? I mean, uh, he knew that what the role that he's stepping into and he gladly is going to do it. This, you want to talk about NPC experience. I think this guy's been doing it for 10 years um, with Taranaki, right. which is incredible. Um, so I'm super excited about his, his uh, play. So in the, the free Jacks, uh, or so, uh, sorry, the, uh, the, the Jacks Rangers way too early predictions. Mm -hmm. Again, still one of my favorite all time segments of any pod. <laughs> we all waxed lyrical and frankly, you know, piled a ton of expectations on the guy you just mentioned, the guy ostensibly touted as Bodine Waka's replacement, mm -hmm. Jason Potras. Um, mm -hmm. Jason just had a baby, I've learned. Oh, so, you know, okay. I mean, I mean, probably not him personally. Right. Uh, but either way, dude is going to be exhausted when he actually lands here in New, in New England. Are we placing too many expectations or too much in terms of ex expectations on a new player filling such an important role? No, I, I mean, 
you know, pressure creates diamonds, right? So, I mean, there's going to be pressure. And he knew that coming in. Like I said, he's he's not a fool. Um, you know, Bodine Walker exits the room and he walks in. So he's aware of the situation. I think that people will be critical of his play if he's not lighting it up. But ultimately, we don't mm. need him to do every single thing. We don't need an MVP style performance from Jason Potras. We just need him to be competent in his role as like the that. starting fly half. And yep. by the way, you know, you want to talk about more pressure. I'm just going to heap it on this guy because he's the only natural 10 that we have on this roster at this moment. And yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I should be worried about that. Are you worried about that? Um, a, Slightly. Uh, because I know that uh, Spencer Jones can play 10. Uh, he's a guy that came in from the Toronto Arrows, Canadian international. You know, we, But we, when we, you're we the, a team that expects to make, you know, yes. maybe the final, you don't yep. want a guy, you don't want your starting fly half in mm-hmm. that game to be somebody you think can probably slot in at <laughs> 10. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and I will say this, you know, if he gets injured, and I'm knocking, literally knocking on wood that that does not happen, but if he does mm-hmm. get injured, is that a conversation where TK immediately calls Harrison Boyle down in New Zealand, who hasn't oh, made the, you know, who who's yeah. got he's probably has that door open, but hasn't walked through it, right? That we were talking about earlier. That, that's uh, a great shot. He can come back uh, potentially, um, and also you know Mitch Wilson, by the way, can play ten. You know he can. I mean Mitch Wilson can play hooker, anywhere as far yeah. as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he certainly has the stature for it, and, and I don't mean that too negatively. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I think we'll be fine. You know, all we got is all we need. I said that last year is a mantra that I love to to to, to talk like about. And um, I think this team has been well uh, built, but it is a little bit of a concern. I'm going to say it's a 10 percent concern out of 100. Oh well, there's the 10. Mm. So before mm-hmm. we move on, clearly. The Free Jacks are making the most of our connections with not just the Great White North, but with New Zealand. Yeah. Assistant coach Mike Rogers is certainly our inside man in the land of the long white cloud. Mm-hmm. He'll be strengthening those ties when he reports for coaching duty at Manawatu after the conclusion of the MLR season. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think these connections mean to the future success of our beloved franchise and do you see any conflicts between you know mining for players in the Aotearoa while simultaneously touting the importance of developing homegrown American talent are we getting that mix right I think when you listen to TK's most recent appearance on the Jacks Rangers show or maybe not the most recent one but the one prior to that he talks about because we asked him about the Canadian invasion if you will and his whole thing was like we need to get high quality domestic talent that is the future of the league so i i truly believe that the free jacks will come good on developing you know canadian and also american uh north american talent um that will take place and if you don't believe me just look at all of the resources that they've devoted to the whole um backbone of the organization which is truly the pathway and the academies that they've set up um, that kind of stuff ain't free. And I'm sure that they're spending tons of money. They're just shoveling money into this process where they're not receiving a whole ton of revenue. This isn't the NFL. This isn't like a golden cash cow, but they're devoting resources to that because they truly believe that the future of the free jacks and the future of this league is USA and you know Canadian talent. So that will come with time. But in the meantime, we do have to focus on these relationships and partnerships overseas. And I will say that 
I think it is important to bring in these NPC level talents because those guys can light this league on fire. Fire. They can develop into better players. They can go back to New Zealand and then fight for a spot on the Super Rugby. So it's a win-win for everybody involved. I will for say sure. this though, um, it is a little concerning. From a Free Jacks perspective, we have a lot of expats that are from the UK and Ireland in the Boston area or people that, you know, claim that heritage for one <laughs> reason or another. Um, maybe it is true. Maybe it isn't. Um, you, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but ultimately, are we sacrificing that type of marketability because there's only one guy left on the team from the, that area, John Poland, right? Are we sacrificing that? to bring in these New Zealand guys that we know will do good, right? And, which is perfectly fine. That's the connections that we have on the squad. We've got a couple New Zealanders. It makes sense that they go, you know, do what you know, right? Or, or bring in who you know. Um, but I think it's kind of, it's not burning a bridge per se, but you're not exploring an avenue that could make you more money potentially. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's Speaking of homegrown talent... Kyle, the Eagle, <laughs> Cam Davidovitz, yeah, both are featuring lovely Car- Carolina waterfalls of their own. Looks, yeah, um, look real good. Are you at all worried that if their hair eventually becomes identical, they will sort of merge or evolve <laughs> in some sort of Pokemon rugby way? I would be okay with it. They, I, you know, I think if they combine forces as, as into one person, I think that there's a forward there that could be USA level, uh, <laughs> eagle level for sure. Um, that's right. That's right, folks. You know, you're on the scrum of the earth when Pokemon comes up in the middle of yep. a rugby chat. Absolutely. Let's combine their forces. Let's make them into one person and make them a guaranteed starter for USA rugby. I'm going to have to spend some time working on what the evolution name for that pokey rugby creature is. I'll let you take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. Uh, okay. Apart from the new folks, we do have a lot of returning free jacks, including the aforementioned Kyle and Cam. Plus, mm-hmm. of course, you know, the Iron Man, the vampire, oh, yeah. the eternal captain, a slew of others who, for, for whom I don't have nicknames, <laughs> give us two or three returning players that you see getting to a new level in the MLR this season? I, I'm My first one, as I'm looking at, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I've got the team photo right in front of me, all the guys that were on the team last year that signed the, uh, the team photo here for us, which was really awesome. I'm looking at a guy that's, you know, flying under the radar to a certain extent because he got injured, um, oh, played like really, really well when he started. I, I'm thinking of a guy by the name of uh, Zach, Puma Bastris, the fastest guy on the team last year. Oh, hell uh, yeah. He's our Tom Brady, if you will, a late round pick that turned out to be a gym. I, I think he has the possibility of starting a couple of games uh, on the wing. And I think he can just, with his speed and his physicality, I mean, he's he's not a small guy. He's not a Mitch Wilson physique. He's absolutely jacked and he's a big boy. So I think that a guy like that, you know, as he continues like to develop, I think he's going to be potentially a star in this league. You know, we got some uh, fans of the show that live out in Colorado by the name of Rugby Pick'em. They also do their own podcast. Their account always wants to to comment about how awesome uh, Zach Bastris is. And I can't disagree with them. I I really hope that, you know, talking about American talent, I really hope that he continues his development and turns into a I honestly think he's going to be important for us this year. I I do too. I think Um, in some of our big games late in the year, we're going to be talking about him on this very show. 
especially if Mitch gets moved into the fullback position and out of wing, you know, he could slot right in there and just really be, like I said, he's kind of under the radar because he got injured last year. Uh, I think it was a shoulder thing. Uh, he had a couple really good sparks in games and, and, and got, scored a try or two. I just think that he could be an impact player on the pitch, man. I really do. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, we talked about this on your, your show. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect Mitch to be in the fullback position a lot. Yes. I, I feel like we're okay at the wing and I feel like we need him at fullback. Mm-hmm. Um, agree, disagree. What do you think? Where's, where's, what's Mitch's primary role this year? I mean, you, if you look on the website, they've always referred to him as a utility back. That's what we call right. him on our show. So he can play anywhere, but I really truly believe with him taking up that um, 15 jersey with USA Rugby, um, most recently in the qualifications that didn't, you know, didn't go too well. But he played, he was a shining light for he the was Eagles. Huge. He played really well. Um, so I would say that, you know, you don't want to mess with that. Give him the 15 jersey. Dougie Fife is in gold and white and black, and it looks absolutely disgusting. He's no longer with us. Exactly. So, you know, there's just that hole to feel. And I think you put him there. Um, and, and and it's his position to take over. Uh, so I really see him there. But at the same time, if there's injuries somewhere else, you could slot him in as a starter at wing. You know, again, uh, knock on wood that this doesn't happen. Jason Potras goes down in the game. You move uh, Mitch Wilson to 10 and, and there's no problem. You get to one of the other uh, backs to fill in at 15. So, you know, that's the good thing about Mitch is he can play anywhere in the back line. That is super valuable, just like a baseball player. He's a utility guy. We're so lucky to have him and mm-hmm. have him be that versatile. I mean, mm-hmm. but but if you asked Mitch right now and yep. said, what's your position this year? What position do you want to play? He's gonna <laughs> say, is he going to say 15 or is he going to say 11? We've talked about him, you know, prior to this excellent ascendance that he's had. And I feel like he said that, you know, wing – and I don't know if he mentioned fullback, but I think it would have to be on the, the tip of his lips that fullback is where he would want to be, but just based on the his ability under the high ball. Right. Like we don't we don't have that anywhere else. It's it's he's, him. Right? He's we fearless. Yeah, he's yeah, absolutely exactly. fearless. You you want a guy back there that's confident to be able to catch that ball. And I think that is him. And and I, I you know I Bozo talked to him today at Media Day. I haven't listened to the full interview. I'm hoping that he asked him that. So uh yeah, that I hope that's that's his his pick because I think he'd do well. So Phil, one of my favorite bits mm-hmm. in our recently in our recent way too early predictions mm-hmm. on your show was about minimum expectations yes. for the 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 free jacks this year. You, you know, perhaps foolishly threw that one to me first. <laughs> <laughs> and so I began with a goofy bunch of crap about Woogie's shoes being fixed. <laughs> and then we talked a lot about, you know, the fan experience, though, and how a big part of what we expect, you know, it's centered around joy, a, a, yes. a topic that Mags actually talked about a lot at the at the recent, you know, Free Jacks mm-hmm. founding members event and everything. Yep. I mean, if the Free Jacks were any more about joy, like Marie Kondo would have to be on our payroll as one of our assistants, I think. <laughs> um, you actually got, I hope you don't mind my saying, a tad emotional during yeah. that chat, just yes. because of the, the the direction we took it. I wanted to toss that one right back at you after yeah. a few weeks consideration. Uh, you know, what are your expectations for your Free Jacks this year? I guess first as a rugby fan and and then as a person who pours his heart and soul into this team wide open, what are your expectations this year? 
you know, with me, like I'm not a big softy, but sports stuff will have me just bawling like a child. Um, you know, when I watched Rudy, when I was, you know, feeling a little depressed, you know, several, several years back before I moved up here, I was watching it and I was just crying. I was like, you tried so hard, you know, so sports stuff like that gets me. It's all the inspirational sappy stuff. Um, so I will cry over that kind of stuff. And, and I did, I, what was so awesome about that conversation is, you know, I, I said this on the podcast, I was like, I didn't expect you guys to talk about that because, I expected us to discuss wins and losses as the minimum expectation because it was a really special moment. I have to say it was it one was. of my favorite, like just spontaneous pod moments. I agree a thousand percent. It was one of the the highlights of the Jacks Rangers show um, where we talked about how proud we were to be free Jacks fans with this organization just being so amazing and how they make things affordable for people. Um, and, and, you know, just all of that sort of stuff. And it wasn't, the conversation kind of moved away from wins and losses and I had to like drag it back kicking and screaming to that yeah. because that's kind of what we do in terms of a, a sports podcast. We put so much focus on wins and losses, but it is so important and we, sh- we should feel so grateful for the free Jacks organizations because if you look around the league, you know, there's rugby hardcores that are just going to say that, you know, because they've waited so long for this to exist, that even if the team was to smack them in the face and kick them in the ass, they're still going to be fans of that team, right? So, uh, but here in New England, we don't have to concern ourselves with, you know, well, the, the team screwed us over over this, this, and this, but we're still going to be there because it's just, it's rugby and we're we're rugby fans or whatever. And we waited so long for this. We don't have to worry about that as Free Jacks fans because the organization, number one, cares about what we think. Number two, wants to do it the right way. And, you know, they're committed also to a very competitive team because they understand that this market is hyper competitive and, and you need to provide a winning team on the pitch otherwise people are going to like what is this a joke like this is professional rugby like it's real cutthroat around here where I come from the culture is it's mostly people love college athletics and you can't really talk too bad about college players because they're student athletes now that's changing in football and it, it people are kind of unnerved by that but essentially they're just kids that have books in their arms for most of the day and they occasionally play football so you can't criticize a kid for dropping a pass otherwise you look like a jackass but in professional sports people are like oh this guy's a first round bus he's a bum around here specifically because they expect winning oh we are cruel yes yes for sure um so getting back to my minimum expectations um my minimum expectation is I just want this team, and, and this was talked about by the coaching staff at the end of last year. This is not a one-year project to let's you know throw everything into this one year, and if it works and we win a championship, great, but next year it's going to look real shitty. That is not what they're trying to do. They're trying to develop a consistent winner. So my thought is get into the playoffs, get your ass into the playoffs 2.0, and we will see what happens. That is my minimum expectation for this team. If they don't get into the playoffs, I will be upset uh, for sure. 100%, I will say what went wrong. We have the organization, we have the coaches, we have the players. Something did not go right here. Um, so if they don't make the playoffs, there's there's questions that will be asked by our show. Um, so if they get into the playoffs, that's fantastic. That is the minimum expectation, but minimum 
is not maximum, right? So right. when we're just looking at what is the bare minimum not to piss me off, it's get in, get into the playoffs by hook or by crook. You know, I, actually, I don't want to say that because that's the Gilchrist way of thinking of it. But ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I, Gilly, I know you're listening. Um, uh, yes. He can't listen because wherever, wherever he is, there's literally no Wi-Fi connection. There's nothing. He's on an island that's not recognized by any country right now. He went, he went on a walkabout somewhere uh, to avoid maybe the SEC. Who knows? Um, this is all jokes, uh, folks. So, um, yeah, ultimately, the maximum expectation is win the shield, right? You want to hoist the shield at the end of the year. And I said this last when we talked about this, whenever that was on the, the Jack Stranger show, in terms of minimum expectations, you kind of have to look at um, your little brother just south there, you know, Previously, New Jersey, Hoboken, you know, Jersey City, all of that nonsense, the Sopranos, whatever you want to call them. They're now in New York State again. They've got their act together. It only took them four years to find that venue. How about that? Uh, but uh, whatever their names are, that, let's actually uh, give them the respect that they deserve, David. And I'm going to state their full name right now. Rugby New York Iron Workers Professional Rugby Football Club. There you go. <laughs> Is it really that long? Is that really? It is not that long. That is just my new joke for this year for them. Um, But it is very, it is very long. That's what she said. Um, So my whole, my, my whole thing. Nice little, uh, nice little uh, Michael Scott. Thanks. I'm on a roll here. Um, My whole thing about them is like, listen, we can joke around about them and everything like that. They are the champions. You can throw all kinds of stuff they about did. the referee. They beat us. Yes. They, they beat us. You know, it was a, it was a honking game for the referee, mm-hmm. but you're not supposed to claim about that. And we lost. Yes. At home. And, and they won the shield. So if they continue to do that, you've got a problem on your hands. You absolutely have to beat your rival. And that's why I didn't pick the Free Jacks to lose at all against New York this this season. Uh, if you look at it hard, you know, quickly or, or, or you want to scan over it, I didn't expect them to lose at all at Fort Quincy this year, uh, 12 and four, as I said earlier. So back to my point, you absolutely have to beat your rival. You have to do one better than them. If they fall out in the first round of the playoffs, you need to advance further than they did. If they, if we win in the Eastern conference final and it's against uh, us and we advance, or excuse me, if if we win and they lose, that's just happy days for sure. So you have to beat your rival as well. So we've already done this on your own show. And I alluded to it earlier, you know, you've got our boys penciled in for a 12 and four record this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you altered that prediction at all since we last talk on that uh, talked on that day on your show? No, but I'm getting a little bit more concerned about it. Um, I, the longer that we have to think about these picks, the more cautious I am about our dominance in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm like, was I being super cocky in my predictions? Because I kind of don't think so. I said 13 to three. I said an even better the record than you did. And I, I kind of think we're still doing that. But I don't know. Somehow after saying it like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I'm like, is that really arrogant of me to think we're going to only lose three games? Like, is anyone going to lose, lose only three games? I don't know. 
I mean, that's what happened last year, right? I mean, for the Free Jacks, they want they were 13 and three uh, going into the postseason. So, but also at the same time, when we we think about how awesome that was and the positives that we can take away from that, is if they did it previously, they can do it again. You know, Scott Matthew told us during the season that it was like this just doesn't happen in rugby this way because I think we went on a a 10 game winning streak, which is absolutely insane. Um, you know, they had everything dialed in, and, and you know. Who knows if that will ever happen again um, for the Free Jacks? I hope so. But uh, I'll tell you one thing, man. D.C. is starting to scare me. As much shit as I have given oh, D.C. in the offseason. You've spent a lot of time on D.C. I absolutely hate them. Like, it's more of like they are truly our little brother. They have the same color scheme as us. Um, and, and they just, they're the to worst fair, team in the if East. Were, if you were in charge of the D.C. team, are you not using red, white, and blue? Uh, how about burgundy and gold? I mean, that's a traditional color okay. scheme for that okay. area for a long time. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's the okay. route that I would have gone. Fair. But that, but that's Fair. me as a biased Free Jacks fan saying that we should be only the only team, in, at least in the Eastern Conference, that has red, white, and blue. But I understand what you're saying for sure. But uh, we had it first, so I'm going to continue to talk shit about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we call them the, the color scheme th- themes uh, thieves around here. But I will say this. The all-season acquisitions that they have made are super impressive. Like, they've ar- they already had an excellent nine, maybe the best nine in the league. You know, John Poland is definitely up there. But Danny Tusatala is an absolute superstar within this league. So uh, they also brought in, by the way, I'm not sure if you knew this, this connection that they brought in, Josh Sims, who's their new head coach. By the way, he was Danny Tusatala's um, coach in NPC. So they really wanted to sure up that connection for sure. So, oh, geez, I think DC, I probably put them too low. Um, and, and I'm a little concerned about that, but here's the thing is the entire Eastern conference, maybe except for Atlanta has gotten better on paper. Right. And that's concerning as a free Jack fan, because, you know, we kind of tore up the Eastern conference the entire year last year. It may be more of a, a stalemate throughout the regular season than we anticipate this year. Well, we have a lot of, I don't knows about our oh, team yeah. because, because there's sure. so much turnover and I feel very confident in the guys we've got. But we just don't know. We haven't seen them. Exactly. They haven't been part of our team yet. And that's all. That's the joy of the preseason, right? It, it is truly talking season because we don't. We have nothing to go on with this year's Free Jacks. The 2023 Free Jacks, the history has not yet been written. So all we can do is kind of presume certain things, really, you know, talk out of our rear ends to a certain extent. And it's really about like, was it recentism? Is that the term that the kids use nowadays or a recency bias or whatever? What we know is a dominating Free Jacks team that absolutely tore through the league last year. And just because that is what we know, we're kind of throwing that into this season, right? So who knows? Who knows, man? It's a big question mark. So we've already, you know, we've already done this, frankly, on your own pod. I alluded uh, to it earlier. You've got our boys penciled in for a 12-4 and record this year. Um, here come the rapid fire questions. Are you buckled in? Yes, for sure. I, I, I've got my seatbelt on right now. <laughs> Who are you most afraid of in the East? I think it has to be until proven otherwise, it has to be New York. Um, they are so confidently run. It, it absolutely drives me crazy. I grip my teeth every time I see the, the amazing genius that is Stephen Lewis. What team in the Eastern Conference will surpass people's expectations this year? 
I think a lot of people do have Nola as their third uh, getting into the playoffs. So hmm. it would be them. Uh, but I think a lot of people are, are starting to get on that train, the Nola train. So I'm going to say DC will improve more than people give them credit for, including myself. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what team in, in the Eastern conference will really struggle this year more so than we think Toronto. And I know you're high on Toronto. Oh. I just don't see it, man. I think they've lost a, a good core of their, their, um, uh, you know, that Canadian contingency has moved down South to Canada South uh, with the free Jacks. I think that they will, I don't know. They, they're going to have a tough year this year, I think. I mean, again, we could be completely wrong on this, but I just see them taking another step back. And it, it's a shame because every year, all of us, we talked about this on the, the Jacks Rangers show, all of the outriders, when we make these picks, we always expect, or in previous years, at least we did, we always expected the arrows to do pretty well. And we yeah. always had them as like our sleeper team to be like maybe the third in the playoffs, but they've never delivered on that as long as the Jacks Rangers show existed. So I think all of us were really tired of just picking them doing well. So we, some of them put, put us like last or in fifth place. So yeah, I think they're going to have a bad year. Over in the West, give us your top three teams. Weird oh. that the Chicago franchise is the new West, right? Like, yes, I, I'm not willing to cede Chicago to the Westerners. Are you? I'm I'm kind of happy that they're over there, to be honest. Although, would you swap Nola with them because that's the the, the next logical choice that should be in the Western Conference? I don't know, man. That's a great point. Because they have so many ponies, they could these guys can absolutely run. Um, you know, the players that they've gotten in that dispersal draft are, are the envy of the league to a certain extent. They've got a lot of good players. Some of those players know the head coach already coming from Austin, Sam Harris, no relation to me that I'm aware of. Um, I, I just feel like they are going to be good. I don't know if they'll be great this year but I think they'll be good. You know, Bozo on the show has got them the number one in the West. I'm putting them at three. Uh, second place, Houston. Yeah. Um, Bozo loves Chicago right now. He loves Chicago. He's oh a big gosh. deep dish guy. I actually don't know if that's the truth or not, but um, yeah, he's just a, <laughs> he's a big, I, you know, I, I think he sees, you know, as I'm saying, the ponies, the players that they've gotten or received rather, I, I feel like he's looking at that and he's just, he's star, he, he's, he's, uh, he's starstruck to a certain extent. And, and a, I understand a group of players doesn't make a team. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Opinion. That, that was exactly what I said as well. I think it's going to take time for them to mesh well together. And again, they're an expansion team. Um, right. So, you know, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. They're going to be on the drug bus, but I think that they will make the playoffs. I think they get in by the skin of their teeth, perhaps with, um, you know, Seattle on the outside looking in. Unfortunately, I love those, those fans over there. Uh-huh. I'm going to go see them this year in my dream away trip that is booked and ready to go. Um, I, I, from there, I think Houston will make, you know, continue to make strides with their whole program there. Okay. Uh, physicality, the so whole, you yeah. have, you have connections in Houston. Are you going to Houston this year? Are you going to wait till yeah. next year? Oh, I'm going, my friend, I'm going, I I've already got it booked. It is, you know, it, yes. so the only way that we go to them this year is through the preseason that I'm to my knowledge, that's the only preseason game that the free Jacks are playing. So as soon as yeah. I heard about that, you know, TK told us about that when we were there at the, the mint uh, viewing the renovations, Right. I had this like stupid sly grin moving across my face when he said Houston, because, Hey, I'm Texas field, baby. That's where my family lives. You know, uh, I'll have my, my snakeskin boots on. They're not really skated shakes. Uh, snakeskin um and i'll have my big cowboy hat on i really wish they were 
Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> what Western Conference team is going to be accused of underperforming this year? Oh, boy. Underperforming. I'm going to say Seattle will be in that because they made the final last year. I mean, Oof. obviously, it was under some dubious circumstances with two of the best teams in the West being not knocked out because they're cheaters, or at least their organization were cheaters. Um so I think, you know, their expectation would be that they will make the playoffs this year, but I think that they're going to be on the outside looking in, unfortunately. I think Houston's too strong. You know, the one that I didn't mention is San Diego, I think, will be in first place. And then, as I was saying earlier, uh, Chicago finds their way in as well. So we, we might have already talked about this, but what team out West is going to surprise people by being better than the conventional wisdom would have us believe? Gosh, uh, maybe Houston, because maybe people don't want to believe that that thing has turned itself around. I think you've got them they, on the they, outside. They pulled me in, all right? year last year. I was yeah. like, ah, Saber Cats, they're nothing. They're nothing. And then they were like, oh, actually, we're winning a lot of games. I mean, I think what you have done is you've uh, taken uh, Dallas, who everybody is just going to say is the bottom dwellers, and moved them up to a respectable fourth place, I believe, is what your prediction was. I think the Argentina connection is big. It's legit, man. Yeah. It's legit. I I want to, you know, that would be one hell of a turnaround if they pull a Houston, uh, like uh, Houston did with that uh, South African takeover. I just have to see it to believe it. This is a team that didn't win a single game last year. And most of the games they didn't look competitive in at all. So um, that would be, that would be for sure. If they somehow find themselves in the playoffs or at least in fourth place, like you were saying, and win maybe against uh, some teams that they should have not been even in the building with, that is going to be right. the story of MLR for the entire season. Sticking with the Western Conference, who will be in what I think of as the, you know, in what probably you and I think of as the conference finals? Who is going to be the Western representative in the conference finals this year? The two of them, I guess. Uh, I have to say Houston will make it. And San Diego wow. will make it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's my prediction. I, I, it could be uh, Chicago in there as well, but I just, for some reason, I just can't look past. Maybe it's my Houston connection, right? Texas feels coming. Through. I know you're all in on Houston. I wow. am. Yeah. I, I want that. You know, I'm no fan of theirs per se, but I want them to be successful. And mm. the main reason is, is, you know, talking about being sappy about sports stuff, I might shed a tear when I walk into the only rugby specific stadium in That's professional true. North American rugby. <sighs> like, how cool well, is Austin that? had it? They they built the thing when they were the herd and then that failed. Like, I don't is that park and just is it covered by crows and trash now i, I, I have no idea no idea i think that's where uh gilly goes to to cry he's got a he's storing <laughs> his um that gilly beer he's got a ton of inventory he needs to get off his hands there but uh that's where he stores it true. nobody's seen him since his teams were kicked out of the playoffs maybe he's just sitting there like it curled up in a ball <laughs> oh, so boy. over here in the east yeah who will our free jacks face at fort quincy to mm-hmm. determine who plays for the shield. I hate to say this, but it's New York. I, I can't look past them at this point. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, stuff that we were going to rehash on the show is the, the nightmare scenario, right? If we lose again to New York at home at Fort Quincy in the Eastern <sighs> Conference Finals, I, 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 I don't know what I'll do, David. I, I'll, I'll, I know. 
I'll, I'll absolutely pull out the rest of my hair, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it, that is the nightmare scenario. It absolutely cannot happen when you have a rivalry like this. It needs to be. And it's be... absolutely in play. Like, you know, sure. every New Jersey fan right now is like, um, you should call us New York. And we're right. absolutely doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that we don't want to see. But here's the good news, I guess, is they can't load up, you know, three weeks before the playoffs start on these old blacks coming over for one last ride. There's a new rule. There's a new, there is a new rule. So um, they've moved that back by about four or five weeks. So it's like basically mid season is the, um, the signing cutoff uh, for, for players. Uh, I guess we can just call that the New Jersey rule. Uh, That's something that they should officially adopt at the league level. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It should just call the Hoboken perspective or something. (laughs) Um. So, Phil, we have our two teams. It's late June or early July. The MLR Shield is on the line. Historically, Seattle has won twice. A legacy I actually appreciate. I, I like the fact that, you know, the, the first MLR winner wasn't a flash in the pan. I like that they won twice. Quick mm-hmm. side note, Seattle lost to the Legion in the first year, or actually in year two. But do you recall who their opponents were in the inaugural MLR season. Um, I don't recall at the moment. I would have gotten this a million miles wrong. It was the Glendale Raptors. Oh, yes. Oh, man. So I do remember that now. It's interesting to think that that team literally was like, we're taking our toys and going home. And now they've created (laughs) this, this, you know, this academy if you will of professional rugby where they're trying to do these crossover athletes and they're calling themselves the american raptors they've joined the the south american professional league um i think it's called super rugby is america now and not only that which i mean i guess that's perfectly fine it's not mlr so i'm not really paying attention to that much but at the same time of them talking out of both sides of their face now they're bringing in internationals from other right. nations. <laughs> they're doing what? the thing that they complained about being the reason that they were let they were leaving MLR. Yeah. What oh, a yeah. joke. Yeah. One thousand percent. I mean, it, it, we're USA rugby fans. Mm-hmm. Glendale seems to be the heart yes. of American rugby right now. That's uh-huh. where a lot of our resources and people i think are i love the idea of trying to take crossover athletes who yeah me too only know football and other things and bring them into rugby we need that like yes usa rugby needs whatever we can get so yes that's good they just seem like a really weird organization i agree going about it seems like vindictive and strange it's it makes me not want to root for them to you know turn a certain extent you know what i mean like otherwise you're not the eagles yet so shut the fuck up exactly (laughs) <laughs> my whole thing is like okay you've got me on US american raptors cool i love the idea of crossover athletes cool i'm on board with all of that but then everything else is just a mess it's just yeah, yeah it doesn't it doesn't uh i don't know it just doesn't come across well at all so the 2020 uh the 2020 season in mlr was canceled for some reason i'm mm-hmm. not sure i can quite remember why <laughs> Uh, but then it was LA buying their way to a title with a boatload of recently quote retired unquote rugby greats and an incredibly sketchy owner. Last year, 
the team from New Jersey signed something like 82 former All Blacks, <laughs> but they clearly tricked into thinking they were actually a New York team. Um, and they grabbed the shield, much to our mutual sh- you know, chagrin, uh, this mm-hmm. coming summer. It's all on the line. MLR is officially established as a serious sport in the United States. The quality of the games has been the best it's ever been. The Free Jacks are facing off against who? Um, I, for the Eastern Conference Final, it is New York, and I think I'm hoping that we advance. So for the final, I think it would be – gosh, oh, this is so difficult. Right? I, you know what I'm going to do? I think I, on your show I said San Diego, but I probably yes. Going. Right. So my initial thought is San Diego, but I'm going to go, I'm going to zag here like you do. And I'm going to say it's going to be Houston. So it's going to oh, be the, the Pouston Saber Cats. The pod. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be the Houston Saber Cats traveling to Fort Quincy against wow. our New England Free Jacks for the MLR final. That, that's what okay. I'm going with. The New England Free Jacks are at home at Fort Quincy to face the Thundercats. Mm-hmm. So it comes full circle, right? They, we're the only, they are the only preseason game that we're playing that I'm going to go down to and, and get coverage on and content yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So we face them at the beginning of the season where the match doesn't matter. And at the end of the season where everything is on the line, we face them again. I love it. It's poetry. What, my friend, is the ultimate outcome of this year's Major League Rugby final? Who grabs the shield? The New England Free Jacks. You know, I can't look past them, right? I mean, it's it, it's easy money to bet on the Free Jacks because the organization is amazing. We've got the correct coaches. We've got some excellent players. I think it will be a very, very tough contest against a very physical Houston side. I think what probably drives us over the line is the absolute madhouse that it will be at Fort Quincy yes. on that day, right? So let's say we get, right now we're averaging, I think, you know, they want to have like 3,500 as a sellout for the crowd there. I'm anticipating, let's say 5,000, maybe even uh, amazingly 6,000 mad drunken new englanders watching the game just absolutely giving houston hell and exploding with cheers it will be unreal we will all remember where we were i think we already chatted about this too though uh you know your friend and mine josh who has led so many cheers from your rocket section he's not Mm going to be there because the man is going to be an MLR ref. <laughs> he's being groomed. Like yes. he's right there. Oh my God. That's so great. For How him. cool I'm is so that? So happy. Oh yes. my gosh. Dude. I'm he's, so happy for him. I'm so proud. What a guy. Tremendous. That's amazing. It, it, it's a loss to the section of the crowd in which you sit. It's a sure, huge loss. It's a huge loss. That voice. Whew, he's carried it. Dude, you know what? Like for real, like there was a time where he was late for a game for whatever reason, and and the crowd was a little bit flat. And yep. as soon as he made his way up the steps, like the energy just lifted a little bit. Yep. So it's just it's a huge loss in that perspective. I don't know who's gonna take over. I don't think it should be me. It's not really my thing to lead the chance per se. I'm not really <laughs> that guy. So we've got to find somebody. It's a huge hole, you know. The, the rowdy, um, I like to call them the rowdy rangers in section five. Uh, they really bring it every single game it really adds yep. the atmosphere there at fort quincy so we've got to find somebody that's going to lead all of the chance so so i'm stealing a page from your book here mm-hmm. give me some quick one word answers or responses to these oh boy. phrases free okay. jacks mvp 
Oh God. Uh, shoot. Uh, Mitch Wilson. Eastern Conference MVP. Josh Larson. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Finals MVP. Oh my God. I. You know what? Oh boy, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Uh, I've got three names in my mind. I don't know which one's going to come out. The Eagle, Kyle Sequeira. Yes! Oh my God. Oh, I can't believe I said big. it. I can't oh, believe I said man. it. He's, he's going to score like right two now, tries. He's going he's he's to score say, like two tries. He's going to carry the team somehow. It's going to be wild. If he's listening right now, he's going to say, um, that's good. <laughs> As he's drinking a beer. Yeah. One word associations. Ready? Yeah. Number one. We got eight here. Uh, number oh, one, Adam Gilchrist. Loser. Number two, Dallas Jackals. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> uh number three fort quincy best number four the first regiment we're oh um i was gonna say work in progress uh con- under construction that's not one word number five alex magleby champion he calls me every time i see him he says uh champion to me and so i'm gonna say it back to him champion oh that's excellent Number six, Scott Matthew. Genius. Oh, couldn't agree more. <laughs> Number seven, Tom Kindly. Oh, boy. Also a genius, but I'm going to use a, another word. Um, psychic, almost. Like, the way that he assembles the team, it's almost like he knows what's going to happen before it happens. I love that. Yeah, and by the way, has, have you ever met anyone more aptly named? Like, his name's mm-hmm. Kindly, and guess yeah. how we act. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in rugby. It's for real. Okay, final one. Your one-word association, MLR Shield. Free Jacks. That's the, more than one word, but, yeah, Free Jacks. I like that. It. That's us, man. Phil, my friend, you are the best. Before I let you go, and I know we've kind of gone on a little bit here, uh, give me two things you're looking forward to this year that we haven't mentioned already. Gosh, oh boy. You know, I, I'm really looking forward to the festivals. We hadn't talked a word about yeah, the festivals yeah, at all, we, David. Oh, like, we didn't say one word. That's a great point. I, I think, you know, for us, we've talked about this before on this show, is like none of that really matters in the grand scheme of like why we show up to the Free Jacks. Right, right. They could have no music. They could have nothing going on except for selling beer and, you know, like some popcorn. And we would sit down yep. and watch the whole game and never complain a word about anything as long as the team's doing well. And even with if they didn't, as long as it was competitive, we don't have a problem. Hell yeah. But, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, but for the vast majority of people, that's just not the case. I mean, there's the rugby hardcores, and it's important that we're involved in this because we make up the backbone of this. But for this thing to truly survive and really thrive, mm. you have to bring in people other ways and you know to get them through the door you got to have more than just the rugby on the pitch so it's extremely important for the free jacks to continue on with the uh, the festivals they do so well with it I, I truly believe it helps people you know get through the door and it helps trying to get that sellout numbers that they need yep. so um yeah it, it, it's extremely important final thing and we can call it until your 10th appearance not too far <laughs> in the future i would hope and presume mm-hmm. Please give me one thing that makes you happiest to be a Free Jacks fan. You know, maybe, 
Maybe something you didn't see coming when this crazy journey started several years ago. Maybe something you find yourself thinking about when it's, you know, time to take the drive down from New Hampshire to the confines of Fort Quincy. Why are we the luckiest fans in rugby union today? I mean, we could we could talk a long time about why we believe that why we are the luckiest fans and why the, the Free Jacks organization um, is the best and, and why we should be so proud of being Free Jacks fans because the organization has gotten it right so many, many times and we can name oh, yes. so many. Um, for me, I, I'm going to give you two things. The first one really doesn't apply to me, but I think it's super important is the affordability that the Free Jacks provide, yes. the value that they have. Like for Brilliant. a fam. For a family of four, right, and that's not me by any means. I've got a cat, so that's a family of three. But you know, <laughs> Morty's not coming I feel to the like game. I haven't seen your cat at any games. I feel like yeah, the cat's she, kind of wussing out on us. She, she's not going to come to any of the games, folks. I, I'd love to bring her, but she, she's just not that kind of cat. She's a street cat. She would, uh, she would probably <laughs> run and and you know steal a car or something. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, the for, the affordability of a family of four to be able to buy tickets for like, let's say 20 bucks or 25 bucks and, and get through the door and uh, dad and mom can have a, a beer apiece for five bucks, right? Uh, and the yep. kids uh, could be fully entertained, not just with, with what's happening on the rugby pitch. You know, the, the stuff that they're going to do this year is even better than last year. Max talked about yep. it on the show. So that in and of itself is absolutely amazing and, and truly a reason why that we know that the free jacks care about the fan experience. I mean, you can't get that kind of affordability anywhere else at professional new England sports. So that's awesome. Um, but truly what I think is one of the reasons why I, I spend so much time on this is the organization. When I initially reached yep. out, and said, this is what I'm doing. And I'm sure you've had the same experience when talking about this is, you know, to them specifically is they appreciate what we do. They understand that what we're trying to do is gain the audience and, and, and put more people into the stands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the way that they've embraced us as people that cover the team to a certain extent is really, really awesome. You wouldn't get that from the New England Reds, uh, the Red Sox, the Boston Red Sox and the New England Patriots. It just would not oh, no. happen. You can't even talk to them. Right. They, they, you know, they would verbally give you a swift kick in the nuts and send you on your way. Essentially, they yeah. would just or they would just completely ignore, ignore you. So that you, right you'd, there, you'd be lucky to get that swift kick. Right. Exactly. Uh, so I, I just kind of feel like I mean, obviously, we're we're not truly, but I feel like we're an extension of the organization. And what we do yep. is important uh, within fan engagement and stuff like that. And they understand that to a certain extent as well. And they appreciate what we do. It's funny, too, because, you know, you and I were rugby fans. People are always saying, oh, rugby's different. Um, the values are different and so on. Like, But if that's not a prime example of that, I don't know what it is. Like, mm -hmm. there, there's all these teams in New England. They have a history. They have records of winning championships and stuff. And here's this incredibly new team that's incredibly bright a shining star in mm -hmm. sports and we're so good and yet it's not inaccessible you it's not like trying to talk to somebody in the bruins it's not like trying to talk to somebody with the patriots like right. you can't break through the walls of that with this organization from the beginning they're like please talk to us tell tell us what you think interact yes. with us come over talk to us like it, it it's pure rugby yes 
And, and we're extremely fortunate that the organization has that approach to it. I don't think a lot of the right. you know other people out there have that same experience. I don't know specifics, you know, but uh, if you look around the league with fan podcasts, like similar to what we do, they don't yep. necessarily have the access that we do uh, with true. the free jacks. So um, I, that's another reason why I just say that this organization is top notch, and and I will go literally, uh, I will I will literally fight somebody if I have to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if if uh, the the Free Jacks name is is run through the dirt because it's absolutely undeserved. Phil, give my listeners a quick rundown of what you've got cooking for the Jacks Rangers show coming up. You've been killing it with <laughs> interviews recently, especially your show gets better and better every single week. What Thank can you. fans look forward to? Uh, we got Josh Larson coming up. The captain will be uh, visiting uh, yes. us once again um, as a little preseason uh, interview that's taking place uh, next Thursday. So what the way that I like to do it is uh, we, we have these live interviews. You've been on there with me doing those. And we will have those live that people can watch and, you know, ask questions live. Uh, but at the end of that, I will save that audio clip and then I will add it to a future podcast. So the ones that's coming out uh, that have yet to come out uh, through the audio podcast, Bodine Waka, huge get for the show. Absolutely tremendous. Um, you know, a yeah, couple we, other guys. We mentioned yeah. it on the show. And sure. uh, the, the fact that it's not in one of your podcasts yet, like I was <laughs> desperately going through the content. And I was like, yep. crap, I have to I have to watch on, on Twitter. Yeah, the, it's <laughs> the next one coming out. So that, that will be the next one coming okay. out for the podcast good, good. version. We're also interviewing Spider. Uh, it is a tradition on the Jacks Ranger show to have Spider on each season of the uh, the show that we do as the I opening act. Yeah, He's so special. we're opening up season three with Spider because he was in the original episode of season one, right? Also in the first episode of season two. So he's in the first episode of season three. It's only fitting that we have the general of the fighting 69th regiment on the on the on the show. Hell yeah. And he's just a, he's the epitome of New England in my eyes. Like I'm not from this area, but when you think of New England, like you kind of, he has those he's attributes. It. Yeah, he's it. Oh, sure. I am from here and he's it. For yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's just amazing. What a tremendous person. I can't wait to talk to him again. He's just one of those guys. He reminds me of like Kyle, like you just have to smile and like drink a beer when you listen to him talk. He's just, he's, he's a walking party. Uh, he's got that Gronkowski <laughs> exactly. uh, type oh, of personality. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, other than that, uh, you know, we want to get a couple of other guys that have not been fully introduced to the Free Jacks fans yet on the show. Like uh, Ben Lesage wants to come on the show. I'd love to have him on oh, sometime nice. soon. Joel Hintz uh, down there, the crocodile hunter, as we like to call him. Uh, oh, we're, we're trying dang. to work that one out. So uh, definitely spidered uh, this Saturday coming up, and then we'll have Josh Larson next Thursday beyond that. And then, like I said, we want to get Joel on here and Ben Lesage as well, uh, at the very least. Phil Harris, my mm -hmm. friend and fellow fanatic, thank you once again for, you know, as always, for joining us here in the Scrum of the Earth. Any last thoughts? Uh, I feel like we've covered it pretty well. I mean, I appreciate you having me on here all the time. Like I can kind of kick back because I'm not in the driver's seat. It's kind of fun. Like to do. Isn't those it nice to not have to be in charge of writing all the crap? Absolutely. I, I really appreciate that to a certain because, you know, I know that you say that I am always well prepared. I didn't prepare anything for this because I, 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 I'm doing my own editing stuff in the background before I jumped on here. So I didn't really I, I'm, I'm just ready to listen to the questions. And it also is helpful for me because I'm like I, it gets me thinking about other things that I will be talking about on the oh. podcast or I want to ask, you know, certain guests. 
like something that. like that. So, you know, it's, it's it's like the synergy that we have. You're an outrider now on my show, and I I've, I think I'm still the record holder on your show for the most you appearances. Are. So Absolutely. it works out really well. We're we're helping each other. It's uh it's uh Rangers helping Rangers. So it couldn't be any better. Um. Yeah, that's all I really think I have to say. Uh, oh, I was going to say, I really love doing the one word association because I'm always the one that's throwing that yeah, out. Yeah, people yeah, waiting yeah. For their responses. I, I stole that outright from you. <laughs> I, I will never well, claim that. That was yours. What's interesting is I stole that from Mags. He doesn't call it that, but he does that at the beginning of his uh, podcast, Full Contact oh, yeah, CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I where I got that from. That. Mm-hmm. Great yep. show, by the way. Absolutely. The best. Yeah. Phil, with a holy host of others standing around me still i'm on the dark side of the moon it seems like it goes on like this forever you must forgive me if i'm up and gone to carolina in my (laughs) mind unsurprisingly that was a ton of fun i can't wait for the next pod encounter uh for my listeners if you haven't already i highly recommend you follow and subscribe to the jacks ranger show it's always a great time Phil is obviously a genius and a fantastic host on top of being just a powerfully important figure in my own life. So friends, as always, thanks again for coming along to all of you across the globe. Cheers. Talk to you soon and be well.